Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I'm Jordan Shambly, joined by Wesley Wildman. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have in studio with us, not Cedra this time. Cedra's running the board. She's a little under the weather, so she won't be talking today. And you don't have to worry about it. We've already confirmed that whatever she has cannot be translated through the radio waves. Yeah, so you can take the tinfoil hat off, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> and uh, But instead, we have with us Chris Woodward. Welcome to the show again. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Awesome. So uh, for our listeners, a little bit, um, a, a few things that we're changing. Actually, one one thing that we're changing about this show is we are going to, from now on, try to have our programs fall into one of four categories, and we're going to switch between these categories every so often. Um, today, this is the first time we're doing this. This is Current Events with Chris Woodward. On Engage on, Radio. On on Share Truth, Apply Scripture, absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good job getting that in there. <laughs> Share truth and apply scripture. Right, absolutely. So uh, that this is going to happen monthly, maybe more, maybe less. We'll, we'll see how this goes. And the reason we're doing that is because we, uh, after New Year's, we set, we set every year we like to evaluate where we're at and what we're doing and what how we can best serve our listening audience. Yeah. And we looked at some of the key things that we covered and thought, look, if we could uh, have programs based around these four categories, mm-hmm then we think that would best help us and also help our audience and give you something to look forward to as well. So what are the four categories? Obviously, you mentioned today we're going to yeah. cover it. We're going to do current events with Chris Woodward yeah, on absolutely. Share Truth Plus Scripture. Yeah. We also have uh, the spiritual disciplines uh, programs that we're going to do, and that will cover everything from Scripture reading to teaching and doctrine and, and prayer life. And there's a number of people that we could have on to discuss sure. that kind of thing. There's going to be the family and discipleship programs that we will do, and that will cover everything from, you know, you're starting a family um, to, you know, wrestling with questions of identity um, and also how to relate and how to pass on your faith to younger believers. And then there's going to be the Christians in Action programs that we're going to do, and that's when we're going to highlight Christians who are out in the world serving God in uh, remarkable ways. They're always remarkable, even if they might be ordinary on the surface. Yeah, absolutely. And we're looking forward to that. I know that for those that are listening that uh, love things uh, that are structured and in mm-hmm. categories, you're going to love this. Episode. You're going to love. You're going to love our new our new edition. Yeah, all of yeah. all of our OCD people are like, yes. Yes, exactly. organizing things. Exactly. <laughs> yes. All so. right. So current events with Chris Woodward. Chris yes. Woodward. What are the current events? Well, uh, <laughs> big topic of conversation on a lot of people's uh, minds uh, this week was President Biden's address to the joint session of Congress, mm-hmm. and I call it a, a joint session. Basically, it was a kind of sorta joint session. Yeah. They didn't have everybody there, mm-hmm. uh, which is what you might normally see. Uh, in one of these things, commonly referred to as a State of the Union, although when it's the new president's first address, it's, for whatever reason, never referred to as the State of the Union. Interesting. I didn't know that. But that's what it was. So I'll I'll call it the State of the Union. Um, So the president addresses uh, various members of Congress and a few uh, Supreme Court justices and things like that. They didn't have everybody there because Congress is still following 
coronavirus protocols. So mm-hmm. they were still practicing social distancing. You saw a lot of masks and things of that nature. And the president, of course, uh, began his speech by touting his administration's response to COVID, saying yeah, things are reopening again. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. we've got masks, uh, we've got vaccine rollouts. Uh, yeah. You know, he encouraged everybody 16 and older to go get vaccinated, uh, things of that nature. And then he began to go into the various things he wants to see done, all of which are going to cost everybody listening to this program more tax dollars. The reason I Hmm. say that is because um, at the top of the president's agenda are two things. One involves his infrastructure bill. And normally people, when they hear the word infrastructure, they think of roads and bridges and highways. Uh, The president now says basically uh, anything that is going to help us compete in the 21st century against China and other countries is now infrastructure. Okay. So the president, uh, for example, uh, wants to uh, make it uh, – he wants to expand broadband internet to remote or rural parts mm-hmm. of the country because there are a lot of people, uh, perhaps even our listeners, that live in places that don't have high-speed internet. Right. And, you know, listen, I, as, a, as a reporter, uh, I, I, I like good internet, mm-hmm. okay? Sure. Um, <laughs> and so I can – you know, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but also he wants to do things uh, involving child care mm. and uh, he wants to make sure that people have clean water and things like that. So basically uh, anything and everything is now considered infrastructure according to our current president and his administration. And I want to bring that up just because we are a nation steeped in debt uh, and this is only going to add to more debt. Right. And the president did say that he wants to uh, – pay for his agenda by taxing corporations more and to make sure that the uh, wealthy or 1% uh, in our country pay their fair share, as he likes to call it. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, uh, a lot of people. That include taxes. a lot of his friends too. Though, it right? would, yeah, <laughs> or would it? Well, and, and, <laughs> and speaking of his question. friends, interestingly enough, I don't know how many people listen to it. If you didn't, that's fine. I get paid to listen to it, so you don't have to. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. And uh, the president did say he has no problems with somebody being a billionaire or a millionaire. Which sounds like a big, you know, that ought to be breaking well, good, news. right? President I mean, <laughs> Biden, okay with billionaires and millionaires. But as he went on to say, I just want them to pay their fair share. And okay. that's kind of an arbitrary term. What exactly do you consider fair? And is it going to be increased more? And if we tax yeah. corporations more, how is that going to impact us as consumers? Well, it, it, you, you, when, you were going, workers. <laughs> when you were going down that list of, you know, Things that he includes in the infrastructure, and I and I, and I like I like the idea, and, mm-hmm. and this is from I don't care who's telling me this. I like the idea that our country is competitive with other superpowers sure. around the world. China China is doing things that are that are very advanced and and really like they are rivaling us in mm-hmm. many many areas. Um, like right now, they're building their own space station, yeah, yeah. and we're about to retire the Ours. international space station. Sure. We don't even have our own. So like, there's there's things where I'm just like. You know, back in the JFK generation, like this would have not not have flown. But then, then he talks about okay, so we're doing this by raising taxes and taxing corporations. That corporations are doing a better job mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in, in, in improving that infrastructure that he's talking about than the government could ever do. I'm thinking about. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of SpaceX. Mm-hmm. You know, SpaceX is an amazing sure. corporation, uh, and Elon Musk is the, one of the richest, if not the richest, man in I the world right now. I still think he's building a time machine. I, I, that would be that would be incredible. <laughs> yes. yes, but you know, he has the program, the 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 Starlink program, mm-hmm. that is exactly doing that that thing it is increasing broadband internet in rural areas mm-hmm. all around the world. It's not yeah. just in our country. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, like, how counterintuitive is it to be like, okay. 
this corporation is doing a really good job at this thing that I, that the government now wants to do. So the government's going to tax this person so they can do a mediocre job of it. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. No. Yeah. We could spend the rest of the program <laughs> talking about ways the government got involved and perhaps didn't make things better. Right, um, absolutely. But, you know, <laughs> you know show, me, show me one thing the yeah. government did right, and I could show you a lot more than one. Yeah, but that's just right. me uh, as a conservative-minded uh, individual. Right. But, so the president wants to uh, do things in the way of infrastructure, uh, but he also uh, got into some controversial um, – Issues. For example, uh, the president called on Congress to pass the Equality Act, which, mm. if you are not familiar with it, it sounds like something we should all be in favor of, or sure. we would all be in favor of. Who would be against equality? The concern is that if this federal legislation passes, mm-hmm. it will infringe on the religious freedom that this ministry and others have at this moment, it would force uh, schools and businesses to allow people to use uh, bathrooms and locker rooms and shower spaces for the gender in which they identify. And a lot of people have concerns about that for security and privacy purposes. Uh, but, you know, if this were to pass, uh, you would even see biological males competing in female sports, which is something yeah. you've heard me cover a lot with American Family News and OneNewsNow.com. So there's a lot of concern there for the Equality Act. He also wants to do things in the way of gun reform or gun control legislation. Uh, at one point uh, in the address this week, he, he asked, you know, why do you need a high-powered rifle? Is a, is a deer wearing Kevlar? And he, he laughed, and it was kind of like a dead moment, like no one laughed or anything. Yeah. <laughs> There's hardly anybody in the room, though. Well, that's, that's very true, very true. So, you know, there's a lot of things that impact everybody. And mm-hmm. even if you think, well, that doesn't impact me, I don't own a gun or uh, I don't operate a business or I'm not running a ministry – Things that impact other people eventually Mm -hmm. affect you in some form or fashion. You know, if the Equality Act were to pass and it goes to court and um, judges or courts rule against ministries and things of that nature, some of those ministries will choose to fold. Others will have no choice but to fold. And that means less ministries out there. And ministries do a number of things. Uh, for our society, um, you know, they're not just uh, operating radio networks, but you have a lot of nonprofits that do um, shelters, right. and you have uh, those feeding the homeless and things like that. And a lot of religious-based nonprofits, not just Christian ones, follow uh, teachings um, that you know believe in one man, one woman marriage, or uh, God made genders, and you know He made male and female, and nothing different from that. So there's a lot of things to uh, be concerned about there. And of course, uh, the president, and I think he had no choice but to get into this topic, given the events we've all seen unfold in Minnesota. The president uh, also talked about uh, we've got to deal with issues involving race or systematic racism, as he called it. Uh, He even said white supremacy is terrorism, and he calls on uh, legislators to do things in the way of police reform. And that, of course, prompted uh, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Uh, He gave the GOP response, and Senator Scott, who is a black man, the first uh, black senator from the state of California and one of the only black Republican senators since Reconstruction, he mm. said, and I'm I'm quoting him here, America is not a racist country. And he went on to share more of his story, and he talked about how Democrats were the ones that blocked his police reform bill when President Trump was in office. And he uh, also prompted school choice and um, all kinds of things. So there are a lot of issues going on in our country right now. I know I just gave a ton of examples. Right. But um, – We have some serious issues going on in our country, which 
brings us back to the conversation that we've had a lot when I've been on this program is that we need to be in prayer for our country. Mm, We need to pray for our lawmakers. We need to pray that God would give them godly wisdom, Mm -hmm. that he would move their hearts, and that they would do wise and righteous things uh, to to do his will Mm -hmm. and not those of uh, party members or special interest Mm -hmm. groups and things of that nature. You know, one of the things that I've always noticed with the progressives or the liberals in this case is that all their ideas would only be able to be considered under a conservative or a uh, constitutional atmosphere. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about yeah. it, I mean, the fact that of the matter with the Equality Act, I mean, that's everything but equal. Right. If you look at it and you understand what it is, there's nothing equal about it. It coerces people who disagree with the... Um, the lifestyle mm-hmm. and the practicality of the LGBTQ atmosphere and what right. they what they believe it just flies in the face of that. So mm-hmm. there's nothing equal about it. It forces people to to, to bow the knee, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't know how much people might have be paying uh, how much attention people might be paying to this issue, but it's not just center right groups that are concerned about the Equality Act. There is a liberal organization, a feminist organization called Women's Liberation Front. It goes mm-hmm. by Wolf. Mm-hmm. And even they're concerned about the Equality Act because they say it basically does away with women's rights and that's, Title IX protections yeah, and things of that nature. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's not just uh, F- AFA mm-hmm. or FRC or Family Policy Alliance, um, even uh, conservatarian groups like Independent Women's Forum mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature are concerned about this. And, you know, anytime you see people that normally wouldn't gather together, um, gathering sure. to voice their concerns about something, that is something I think our government needs to pay attention to, and they don't just ramrod whatever it is they want done. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, 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 like you said, Wesley, it is, this, this isn't equal, equality because everyone should be equal under the law, and everyone is, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping, is equal under the law. But then, I mean, you can't, you can't force people to change their minds and to change the way that they live apart sure. from harming someone. Exactly. You know, and yeah, like you said, that, that it's only punishing a very specific group of people. It's a large group of people. Yeah. It's the majority. And, w- and we've but. seen this over the years. This is not, this is not a new tactic for the for the opposing team or the enemy here mm-hmm. to use uh, language that would yeah. be um, understood among many people as a good thing. Mm-hmm. To advance their bad thing, yeah. and on the on the Second Amendment issues, you know we have seen this over and over again, and I don't know why why this topic tends to be such a a complicated thing for some people. Mm-hmm. Guns don't kill people. People kill people, people. kill people, and there's all types of weapons mm-hmm. that people use. Uh, you look at other places across the world where they did away with their Second Amendment, if they ever had one, or whatever they called it in their country, mm-hmm. and the violent crimes were eight to tenfold mm-hmm. increase mm-hmm. as a result of the them removing uh, their form of protection. Right. So, yeah, yeah, and one alarming quote from the president this week was, uh, he said, no amendment is absolute, talking about when he was wanting lawmakers to do gun reform legislation. He said, no amendment is absolute. And he went on to give the example mm. of, you know, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, which sure. is a long-established policy or law, Supreme Court precedent even, I believe. Um, so basically he was saying just because you have free speech doesn't mean you can yell fire in a crowded theater. And he was making the equation that you don't need this gun or that amount of ammunition to be available all at once and things of that nature. Mm. It's very alarming, I think, because 
let's put it this way. If we're going to just completely alter one amendment, in this case, the second amendment, are we setting up other amendments and mm-hmm. are we going to start defining those how we see them versus how the founders meant them exactly. when they wrote the Constitution? The amendment that allows women to vote. Yes. Yep. That's not absolute. Is that what he's saying? Ooh, <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be careful. Dude. Yeah. yeah, it's very, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's very concerning. Um, one of the, one of the yeah. things I always do when I interview an attorney or a gun rights group or something about whatever topic we're um, – talking about. Uh, I will ask them, you know, let's say somebody listening feels this doesn't impact them. Maybe they don't own a gun. Maybe they don't live in this case, in this um, part of the country where this case is being decided, things like that. Why should you care about and pay attention to this issue? And oftentimes it results in if they come after their rights, they're coming after yours. Or they'll at least have the ability to come after your rights, whatever the issue may be. Yeah, and if you just look uh, just at the surface level of the Second Amendment, it was originally for uh, for citizens to defend off against ter- a tyrannical government mm-hmm. and secondary to defend yourself and your family and protect those that you love around you. And for mm-hmm. those people that are just adamant, adamant about wearing a mask as and enforcing others to do so in, in the name of protecting others, mm-hmm. then I should also be able to wear or carry my firearm to protect me from others as well. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, they want to protect against coronavirus, and I want to protect against mm-hmm. uh, a criminal yeah. that's trying to harm me and my family. So, yeah. um, by the way, guys, when y'all are watching these uh, press conferences and these um, uh, interviews and these conversations like the President uh, Biden did, you got to think that when they get off the stage, that mask is coming off. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, 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 people can't live like that. People yeah. can't walk, go. Now, some people are. I've seen people at, at the red light mm-hmm. with their mask on and having a hard time breathing. Yeah. But. Well, uh, for those that didn't watch the address, um, the president, he, he walks into uh, the, House of Re- the House chamber, mm-hmm. and he's wearing a mask, and then he takes it off for his address. Uh, Speaker Pelosi and Vice President Kamala Harris were masked the entire time. And a lot of people have kind of criticized them for this because both of those individuals, if not everybody in the room— yeah has been vaccinated, right. which leads a lot of people to say, why are you wearing a mask if you've been vaccinated and camera. you're socially distancing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but they say they're doing it to share the message that sure. we need to mask. You know, the president has said things like, uh, you know, the most patriotic thing you can do mm-hmm. is to wear a mask. I would argue there are some other patriotic well, things we should be doing, but oh, that's yeah. just me. Being able to have an open discussion and disagree with that would be one of the patriotic yes. things. Yes. I would also encourage people. Um, I would also encourage people to go back to work or uh, you know to uh, to find work mm-hmm. uh, because listen, you know we can't uh, provide for people and take care of those who are in need of uh, health care mm-hmm. if we aren't functioning as an economy. Mm-hmm. You know we can save lives and save livelihoods by going back to work and contributing and making things and spending money and yeah. things of that nature. The government has for a while now, even going back to the Trump administration, uh, they've been sending out money to help people uh, sure. deal with issues regarding COVID. Now, yes, a lot of people lost their jobs and a lot of businesses are suffering and the government decided to shut things down or not allow this or do that. And so basically the government might be restoring somebody's money if you want to look at it that way. But there is an issue, and we've covered this a lot at One News Now. Um, We have an issue now where a lot of businesses, particularly small businesses, do not have the people 
coming into work. A lot of people have right. just quit yep. because they got their STEMI. That's right. And they didn't. Um, they decided they didn't need to work anymore. They can take six months well, off that's because gonna, they got thousands of they're dollars. They're going to run out of that pretty right. quickly. You, yep. Yes, you would think. A lot of you know prodigal son situation. Yeah. They're going to spend it all on a riotous living, sure. and then all of a sudden you're looking at pig slop, going, "Man, that looks good." <laughs> but you know, a lot of. Wow. I, I think it would be really good. Mm-hmm. You know, work is not fun. It is a four-letter word. But we all need to do it, and we all need to do it to help our country because yeah. a lot of people right now are depending on our country um, in some yeah. form or fashion. And one way we can help those is by helping small businesses and other people by going to work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You can go to EngageMagazine.net to find out more of the articles that we've been covering over mm-hmm. the last a couple of weeks. We have several fresh articles up each week. You can also uh, click on the Magazine tab, and you can... Uh, order or not order? Could you that that would assume you're paying, but you can subscribe. Yeah, you sign up. For you it. sign up, and yeah. you'll and we'll send you our free biannual magazine. Mm-hmm. Which Jordan? which by the way, that biannual magazine is close to being released. Mm. So keep an eye out for that. Nice. Yeah. So speaking of the state of our country, mm-hmm. Chris, how can we invest in our children? That is a great question. Uh, I believe the children are our future. Now, one way that we can teach them well and let them lead the way is by uh, teaching them the Word of God. And I bring that up because this week, Lifeway Research, was, which does a ton of fantastic things, Lifeway uh, put out some uh, findings uh, that basically find uh, parents and children are not reading the Bible. Oh. And a lot of people, um, whether they go to a church for in-person worship or they're still watching it on Facebook or whatever else, a lot of people, they, they get the Word of God once, twice a week, maybe you know, maybe once a Sunday, you know, something like that. And people are not studying Scripture. They're not reading Scripture, and they're not doing it with their kids, which Lifeway Research finds to be a big problem sure. um, with Protestants and all sorts of... Um, people, non-denominational and what have you. So basically, Lifeway finds that uh, a lot of kids today are not reading the Bible Mm. um, outside of church, outside of Sunday school, things of that nature. And it's one of the reasons, Lifeway says, uh, that a lot of people are growing up in church and then just abandoning everything once they move out of mom and dad's house. Mm. See, okay, you've opened up a can of worms for me. And y'all feel free to just stop me along the way. Uh, but see, see that that right there goes to prove what I've said all along, and that's that. Yes, we do have problems in the public education. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, we do. Yes, we do get a lot of problems in government and in entertainment and culture. I agree with that. But for those that spend their whole ministry trying to, um, what's the? I'm trying to be careful here. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically isolate themselves from the world in the name of becoming, uh, protecting yourself. And and I don't get me wrong, protect your children. Mm -hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta be careful. But, but when we, when you focus on isolating yourself, when we need to be focusing on teaching them and training them so that when they are Mm -hmm. able, when they do Mm -hmm. shoot them out in the arrow, that's what, could I, I don't, I, 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 um, I I was in public school growing Mm -hmm. up. I got families and friends that serve in public schools. I also understand the seriousness of mm-hmm. the tra- tra- trajectory of where public schools are going. However, for those that emphasize that that um, homeschooling is a solution for all the problems, <laughs> that's not right. Um, because I mean, the problem I'm seeing here is parents, mm-hmm. Christian parents, not being Christian parents. Yes, and not being parenting, not parenting. Right. Great and, point. And, and, and leaving and leaving up 
the rest of the world, yeah. mm-hmm. not just public schools, but the rest of the world to mm-hmm. be the uh, trainer of the child. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. fantastic mm-hmm. point. I could say more than that, that's but I'm going to stop there. That's an excellent balance. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's way more balanced than most of the viewpoints yeah. I've ever heard. Now, <laughs> I, have, uh, I have for a while, um, I've even felt about writing about this. I just mm-hmm. haven't had the time. Uh, we as Christians, we tend to preach the word. Mm-hmm. And we don't necessarily focus on obeying the word. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, Christians are really good at preaching the Bible to non-believers. There you go. We don't live by it. And we fail mm. to take into account that it was originally written for us. Yes, the Bible yes. Is, is inspired by God and it's meant for everybody for doctrine and correction and mm-hmm. instruction and righteousness and things like that. But we, we fail to consider as believers, we fail to remember that Paul was writing to Christians, yep. church members. Yeah. Same thing with John. Same thing with That's Peter. Good. Same thing mm-hmm. with James. And we we're really good about waving that Bible and trying to thump somebody with it. That's yep. a non-believer. That's lost. Yep. Those scriptures were written to the believer first. first. Yep. And one of those scriptures is to train up our children. Yeah. And we're yes. not doing that. Nope. Everybody in here, everybody that's listening to the sound of my voice, could be and should be reading their Bible more and praying more mm-hmm. often. Yeah, and and the thing is too on the along those same lines, we have to get away if we're there. Some people, I'm, I remember the shoe fits wear it. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not talking to everybody, but for those that this applies to, we've got to get away from the idea that this is a classroom setting type discipleship. While that mm-hmm. would be included in it for sure, you got to sit down, read, take notes, and study for sure. But we have to be teaching as we're going. We yes. can't waste the opportunity of the 30-minute drive mm. from one place to the next or the opportunity while we're while our children are in their um, activity, mm. you know, whatever, whatever that would be, whether that's dance or, or piano uh, tra- training or is that what they call piano training? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 did, I was a sports guy. That didn't sound right. But, <laughs> but, or, or playing baseball, whatever mm. that activity is, mm-hmm. we have to use all of life because – Discipleship or is a and being a Christian is a lifestyle for a lifetime, and we can't isolate it to that that fifteen minute after church service to talk about that. Now that's mm-hmm. a good thing, but don't limit it to that. Mm-hmm. As a Christian, everything we do should be filtered through the lens of Scripture, and we and we got to see it that way. And go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say. I mean, we we got like forty seconds left, so like, there's that. There's Whoa. that. There's that. I mean, I know we could. We that maybe this will be the next episode. But we'll have them back on for the topic absolutely. of uh, family and discipleship. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. But the verse that I can't ever remember the, the reference for, obviously. But it's uh, these words which I command you today will be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, mm-hmm. day and night, as you walk by the way, when you lie down, you when you rise up. Yep. That's what you're talking about. Amen. That's, That's exactly right. Thank you, Chris, for Thank being you. on and sharing the news with us today. And um, I know that sometimes it seems bleak, bleak Christians, but uh, God is still God. He's on the throne. And it is up to us to continue to share truth and apply scripture. We'll see you next week.